Okay, so you are the hepatology registrar on a liver transplant clinic. Your next patient is a 52-year-old gentleman who has a diagnosis of alcohol-related liver cirrhosis and is on the waiting list for a liver transplant. You're going through his recent blood tests and you see that when he attended A&E four weeks ago, uh, following a car crash, he was found to have a positive alcohol level in his blood. Talk to us about how you proceed. Okay, so I, this is a very challenging scenario and I think the uh, what I really want to approach with this patient is the fact that he's clearly drinking alcohol, but the reason he's on the liver transplant list and has got liver disease is because of alcohol-related liver disease. Um, so I would absolutely bring the patient in and talk to him about what's been going on recently. Um, and I think I'd probably tell him uh, very early on in the consultation that I'm aware of what's happened um, and that he's coming with a positive alcohol level and ask him you know, why, this is, why this has happened and give him the opportunity to explain himself and why he's gone down this path. Um, I think the important thing to realise here is that liver transplants are uh, few and far between. And if he's started drinking alcohol again, A, that means that we we're worried that he may relapse with the new liver, um, which would be a, uh, a, a poor use of uh, liver transplants and all the... Uh, all the input that gets, all the input there is with a liver transplant, both from a team and a financial aspect as well, in terms of healthcare economics. Um, and also the fact that this also means that his liver transplant is not available to another patient who may have actually been abstinent from alcohol or uh, have dealt with the cause of their disease and maybe more deserving of this. Um, I think with liver transplant, I'm sure the patient would have been through a lot of counselling uh, and a lot of discussions beforehand about the importance of giving up alcohol. Um, and I'd like to understand from him whether this is a one-off or whether he's, this is a pattern of multiple relapses or whether now he's actually just drinking regularly and this is the life course first place he's chosen to take. Um, and yeah, I think it's kind of my job as his clinician to A, make him aware that he, this would mean he can't have a liver transplant. Uh, and I would be telling him that in clinic uh, and removing him from the transplant list uh, so that this, the liver transplant list, the liver transplants can be made available to other patients who uh, may be more compliant with their treatment. And also be talking about just why he's relapsed and the importance for him of not relapsing because presumably he's on the liver transplant list because he will, uh, his alcohol-related liver cirrhosis will presumably be uh, fatal. Um, so both for him and for the wider population, there are ramifications of him drinking. Um, after this, I'd also probably think about uh, asking whether he'd like to uh, you know, come in with any of his 
next of kin or um, anyone else that you'd like to be there to talk to about. And I think it's a good opportunity to, you know, even if he doesn't get a liver transplant, get put back on the list to, to think about, you know, him at least giving up alcohol again. Um, so I'd definitely give him every opportunity to try and help give, him up, give up alcohol again uh, and move point in the direction of um, uh, drug and alcohol liaison service with his uh, GP or in clinic and give him some leaflets and any, you know, uh, medical help we can give, helping him give up alcohol, we'd offer that again. Um, so yeah, I think the most important thing is making aware that he's no longer eligible for a transplant and be uh, helping him now to give up alcohol again if he has relapsed. Okay, thank you very much.